like Bryce said, we are wrapping up that uh, series that we did at the end of last year. Um, we heard a lot of uh, different types of bad decisions, uh, such as forsaking wise counsel, ignoring a direct command, not relying on God, misplacing your faith, and of course the Bible is full of many more examples of bad decisions. But when you think of the worst decision, who do you think of? Judas. Ah, Judas, yeah, see? So that's what I decided to do. So I thought I'd take a look at Judas. Um, so tonight we're going to take a look at him. He was one of the 12 apostles. And if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 10, if you've got your Bibles, you should have your Bibles. This is church. God did not say he would preserve his PowerPoints. Now, we don't know a whole lot about Judas. He may have actually started out okay as one of, was one of the uh, 12 apostles, honestly seeking the Messiah. Chrissy and I are actually watching through The Chosen, which is also not God's word, but it's at least interesting. So don't spoil anything. I want to see how it ends. But um, we know that Judas ends up Judas ends up selling out, quite literally, actually, for 30 pieces of silver. And so that's what we're going to take a look at tonight, but um, let me pray and we will, we will jump into it. God, we just thank you for um, tonight. Uh, we thank you for just everything that you show us through your word, God, of how we can know you, how we can follow you, and how we can um, just walk, walk in, in your light and know that um, our lives are glorifying to you. I pray that uh, that would be the result um, and that uh, you would just show each of us, myself included, God, what, uh, what you have for us tonight through your word. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So tonight we are going to look at three steps to selling out. So if you'd like to know how to sell out or deconstruct your faith or whatever the kids are calling it these days, then by the end of tonight, you'll know how. I really hope the pastors don't listen to this. I'm teaching everybody how to sell out. But step number one um, in selling out is don't get involved. If you want to end up selling out like Judas did, it's critical that you don't get too attached. It'll make it a lot easier to just cut and run later. So in Matthew 10, if you turn there, uh, in Matthew 10, we see the names of the disciples who became the 12 apostles at this point. Jesus had more than 12 disciples. There's references where, uh, you know, references he had many disciples. But these were the 12 core members of the team. These were the 12 apostles, uh, the, the, you know, central, central members of the group. So if you look in Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 1, it says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus and Lebus, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. What a, what a tagline. 
the first time we see Judas introduced, he shows up with his tagline of, oh, remember who betrayed him. And this is, like I said, this is the first time we see Judas's name at the, the introduction of the team in Matthew chapter 10. And we don't see Judas's name again until Matthew chapter 26, when he starts his, his betrayal. It says in Matthew 26, 14, then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests. And it goes on from there. But between chapters 10 and 26, um, there's, there's 16 chapters with no mention of Judas's name. In, uh, in the book of Matthew, Judas's name is mentioned five times compared to the name Peter, which is mentioned 23 times. The same in John, uh, in the book of John is another um, good account of, of Judas. Judas's name is mentioned eight times in John, and Peter's name is mentioned 32 times in the book of John. And it's the same in the other two Gospels, in Mark and Luke. Judas's name is only mentioned three or four times uh, in each book, once, literally in two chapters, once at the team introduction and once at the end of the book with his betrayal, or the only times that his names are mentioned uh, in the Gospels. And, of course, he has the tagline of, who also betrayed him. You know, that's what people are going to remember about, about Judas. Um, he probably might have done some good stuff with the disciples. I mean, it says that Jesus gave them the power to heal and to cast out unclean spirits and heal all manner of sickness and disease. And he was doing something in those chapters in between with the rest of the disciples. But um, if, you, if you're looking to sell out, it's crucial that you don't get too involved. Um, you want to make sure that you show up late on Tuesdays and leave early. Absolutely no hanging out. Don't bother coming next week and making friends. In fact, make sure you only come when it's convenient or when the weather is not too bad or if we're having food. Um, you can come at those times. You certainly don't want to come to the Friday night prayer nights that we have, because all you're going to do is build relationships with each other and with God and strengthen your faith as you see him answer prayers. So you want to avoid those, and you can just forget the path of growth at FBC, because no one has time for that, and showing up at 10.30 on a Sunday morning is plenty to get you through the rest of the week. So if you're looking to sell out, that's going to be key, that you just don't get too involved in things. So... I really hope the pastors don't listen to this. Um, number two, <laughs> the second step, the second step to selling out is be offended. Don't worry, this one's really easy to do. And right now, most of us could probably think of someone who was offended and left their church. It might have been FBC. It might have been some other church. Uh, Troy actually talked about this a little bit on Sunday, about not hearing personally from the Lord and, you know, not, not being in the Word and, you know, being offended. Um, or worse, instead of leaving, maybe they got offended and they stayed. <laughs> maybe they just kind of left the Word um, or they stayed and started to cause division uh, among, among other people. But one of the few things that we read about Judas is when he got offended. Um, Judas was all about the Benjamins, or the Caesars, I guess. And in John chapter 12, 
uh, we see this in, uh, starting in verse 3. It says, Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, remember, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. So Judas was the group's accountant. He had the bag, he controlled the money, and he probably took his share you know, of, of what went in the bag. And 300 pence is more than $3. Uh, it's actually about 300 days wages. So almost a year's wage. Um, and we get, I get this from Matthew chapter 20. Uh, Jesus is starting a parable which says, uh, For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. So these guys were going to work for a penny a day. So 300 pence is going to be about 300 days of hard labor out in the field. So Judas gets offended about the church finances and what they're spending their money on. And, and that's in John chapter 12. And then the very next chapter in John chapter 13 is when he betrays Jesus. And we see this more closely associated in Matthew chapter 26. Go ahead and turn there to Matthew chapter 26. We see the same thing um, about Judas in Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 6. It says, Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? Here it doesn't call out Judas specifically, but there may have been other disciples that, you know, were having a hard time with this. Uh, verse 9, it says, For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me? and I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver, and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. So there we see it, I mean, just immediately, like almost as if Jesus was still talking and Judas gets up and walks out to go find the chief priests who plan on betraying Jesus after he was offended. We see the same thing in Mark chapter 14, uh, where there's the, the thing about the ointment, and then Judas leaves immediately. Uh, he, again, he, he commented with them, it says, for 30 pieces of silver. Um, if you've ever heard 30 pieces of silver, also known as uh, the price of blood, uh, we see um, in silver kind of a picture of redemption in the Bible. We see in Genesis chapter 37, uh, verse 28, where Joseph is sold into slavery. Uh, it says, then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. Count for inflation. You know, it's probably about 30 pieces. I don't know. 
Um, but Joseph was sold, you know, a great picture of Jesus Christ was sold for 20 pieces of silver. Uh, in Exodus chapter 21, verse 32, there is a law, uh, as, as Moses is going through the law, that says, if the ox shall push a manservant or maidservant, meaning like accidentally kill them, uh, he shall give unto their master 30 shekels of silver and the ox shall be stoned. So the 30, the 30 pieces of silver is the cost of the life of a servant, and Jesus was the ultimate servant for us. There's also a prophecy regarding uh, the 30 pieces of silver in Zechariah chapter 11, uh, starting in verse 12. It says, And I said unto them, If you think good, give me my price, and if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said unto me, Cast it unto the potter, Remember that there. A goodly price that I was prized at of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. So, if you want to sell out, if you want to be offended easily, just assume that you know best, that your way is going to be the best way. Make sure you know your rights. You want to make sure you're a good Laodicean, just nice and lukewarm and it'll be really easy to find something to get offended at, I promise. So the third step to, to selling out, and uh, this one might take a little more work, but the third step is fake it for as long as possible. Fake it for as long as possible. So Judas managed to fake it for a long time. Again, he was with the disciples, with the apostles, through... Through the Gospels, we don't know exactly what all went on, but he was there. Um, we see in, um, it should be Matthew 26 there, uh, in verse 14, pick it up in Matthew 26, 14, it says, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. And again, he was, he was one of the twelve here. And verse 17 says, Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve, and they did eat. Uh, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Wonder who? And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, are you seriously asking me this right now? Really, you're going to ask me this right now in front of everybody? Is it I? No, you, like you have to imagine Jesus kind of gave him the eyebrow raise, like, really? Really, you're going to ask me, Master, is it I right now? Like, come on, we both know, you know. But look at, uh, in verse 24, I, I like this in verse 24, uh, Jesus says, The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm going the way it's written, like, I'm fulfilling prophecy. Jesus knew what he was doing. You know, his, his destiny, if you will, was, was already written, was already decided. 
But for Judas, it was a choice. God says, woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Judas probably had a choice, you know, as to whether uh, he betrayed Jesus or not. But Jesus was fulfilling prophecy as it was written for him. I like it in, in John as well, uh, when this, uh, this uh, passage in John, when all the disciples are saying, is it I, Lord, is it I? John asked Jesus, Lord, who is it? Because John knew it wasn't going to be him. <laughs> he knew for sure it wasn't going to be him. So Judas maintained his charade right up until the very last minute. Later, uh, in Matthew chapter 26 there, if you look down to verse 47, it says, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, now he's one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. So right up to the end, Judas calls him master. You think that maybe there's a little bit of sarcasm in there, you know, maybe. But Jesus, what's Jesus call him? Jesus calls him friend. I think that was God's forgiveness. You know, Jesus actually meant what he said when he called him friend. And also we saw here, um, you know, Judas's other tagline, one of the twelve. It doesn't say Judas which betrayed him, it says Judas, one of the twelve. So what are you going to be remembered for? Are you going to be one which betrayed him? Or are you going to be one of the twelve? One of the core group? Regardless, people are going to associate you with the group that, that you left. And selling out affects the whole church body and those around you. You know, it's not, just, uh, it's not just you on your own, but it affects everyone around you because people are going to say, oh yeah, remember? Didn't they go to that Baptist church? You know, wasn't he one of the 12? Also, have you ever noticed that betrayal never seems that bad for the person doing the betraying? The person doing the betraying ever, you know, usually says, it's not personal. Of course it's personal. We're all persons. And we see in Mark chapter 14, uh, you know, with this, this story in Mark chapter 14, verse 44, it says, And he that betrayed him had given them a token, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same as he, take him and lead him away safely. What do you think they were just going to go talk? They go have a chat? You know, don't hurt him. Just, you know, take him away safely. It's not, it's not personal. So, if you're planning on selling out, make sure you hold out for the right moment. Most likely that moment will come when things get tough, <laughs> when things start getting serious. Uh, and when you do finally sell out, make sure you surround yourself with all your worldly friends who don't believe in Jesus. Just like Judas did. So, how do we, how do we wrap this up? <laughs> um, Jesus knew all along that the betrayal was coming. It was not a surprise to Jesus, of course. In Matthew chapter 20, uh, we see this starting in verse 17. It says, and Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples. Guess who was in the, that number of the 12? 
took the twelve disciples apart in the way and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him, and the third day he shall rise again. So he's given them lots of details. He knew, he knew all the details of what was going to happen. Even before that, in Matthew chapter 16, in, starting in verse 21, uh, it says, From that time forth Jesus uh, began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is the man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then shall he reward every man according to his works. So do you think maybe Jesus was thinking of Judas when he said that? When he said, whoever's going to save his own life shall lose it, and what's it profit if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? Do you think he was thinking of Judas? Do you think Judas is in heaven right now? I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Jesus called him friend. Just because someone sells out doesn't mean they were never truly saved at some point, and you can't lose your salvation, so... But what kind of reward does he have to show for his life? What kind of reward does, what does he have to show for the, the works that he did? And he was chosen of God for greater things, but he chose his own way instead. In John chapter 6, in verse 70, Jesus says this. He says, Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Jesus chose him specifically. He had, had plans for him. Uh, verse 71, he spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. But at some point, after selling out, you're going to realize that you were wrong. You might finally come to your senses. And we have a brief follow-up uh, with Judas uh, at the end of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 27. Uh, just turn the page if you're still there. Matthew chapter 27, starting in verse 3, it says, Then Judas which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they, whom they of the children of Israel did value. So if you want to repent, make sure you repent to the right person or people. First of all, to God, asking for forgiveness, but also to those that you betrayed. The world doesn't care what you did uh, because 
as we've learned, the world hates you. So they don't, they don't care about it. But if you want to repent, you've got to, you've got to ask forgiveness of the right people and person. So now that we know how to sell out, if anybody was planning on that, let's look at some pitfalls to selling out. These are going to be things that you might want to avoid if you're planning on selling out at some point in the future. So number one is getting involved in the work of the Lord. Uh, Nick Nick, uh, talked about this in our vision message at the beginning of the year uh, about being involved in the well, being an active part of the well community, not just a Facebook group member. Um, Actually get in there and start doing something. Start being involved. James 1, 22 to 25 says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, or, or a mirror. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So don't just go out and say, oh yeah, that was good, that was a good message, you know. Let's, let's do something about, about what we hear. Uh, the next thing you'll want to make sure you avoid is loving God and his word. Actually loving, loving the word, uh, loving the God of the word. Uh, Psalm 119, 165, a lot of us know this. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If you love God's word, it's going to be really hard to get offended at something. Matthew eleven six also says, And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. So remember, if you don't take root, it'll be easier to be offended and leave when hard times come. There's the, the parable of the sower and the, the seed that gets thrown on the, on the stony ground in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, as Jesus is telling this parable, it says in Matthew 13, 20, But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon receiveth it with joy. He's faking it with (laughs) the best of his ability. He hears it and receives it with joy, yet hath he not root in himself, but doeth for a while, he lasts for a little bit, for when tribulation or persecution ariseth because, because of the word, by and by he is offended. So another reason to not get involved. If you have spiritual roots, it's going to be harder to get offended and quit. Something else that's going to make it hard to sell out is actually just being obedient. In Luke chapter 6, we see uh, Jesus uh, asking, uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 46, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Judas called him Master several times. Um, did he do everything that Jesus said? Uh, verse 47, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So if you want to have a good foundation, you actually hear and do what the word says. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22, we see again, uh, Jesus says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, 
Have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Probably just like, just like Judas did, maybe. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So you can call him Lord, and, but you don't actually do what the word tells you. You just kind of do things that maybe look good. They kind of look similar. It's not actually what, what the Bible says, but it, uh, it looks pretty good. So, if you don't want to sell out, and I don't think anybody in here wants to sell out, um, love God and his word. Do what it says, not just what you want to do, but actually do what his word shows you. Get involved. Just, just show up. But then ask God to show you the, kind of the next step. You know, what's the next step to where you can do, do more, be more involved? We have that path of growth at church for a reason. And just go, just go all in. You might as well just go all in. It's a lot easier when you're just all in. And make sure that you get remembered as one of the 12 and not one which betrayed him. So let's pray and we will wrap it up with one last song. Oh God, we just, again, thank you for your mercy, for your grace um, as we screw it up so many times, God. Um, But we know that if we are in your word, if we are honest with you and ourselves, and we uh, seek to do what you show us through your word, God, and we join ourselves to others that are doing the same, that um, God will will grow, will take root, we will grow, um, and we want to be one that is remembered for um, all the things that you've done through us because we just sold out completely for you um, and not, not trying to entertain what the world says or, or have the best of both worlds. Um, it's just way better when we go all in for you, God. Uh, and I just pray that you would show each of us um, what that looks like in our lives and what you would have from us, God. Um, it's in your name I pray. Amen.